0: it almost feels like you've been hijacked sometimes. Like who did that? I don't remember choosing to do that, but I totally just did that.
1: That 30 minutes that I mentioned, like the little rabbit trail of going down to check on your friends. It's kind of what I'm dealing with on my boss level this week. That's a 30 minute trip that I took while my wife is sitting next to me on the couch (sighs) that I could have been right. It's rough. It's rough. Yeah. yeah, And you feel guilty about that. And you tell yourself this lie of, Oh, well I'm just staying informed with what my friends are doing, but
0: you're like, wait, what about this person? Yeah. (laughs) person
1: That's with me right now. (laughs)
0: to The Real Talk Podcast. From Real FM, here's Anson, Kara, and Isaac.
2: Hello and welcome to episode six of Real Talk. Anson, Kara, and Isaac along with you today. Now, we do want to just give you a little bit of a a heads up that we're going (laughs) to be taking a couple weeks off because we have the fall fundraiser coming up for KLRC. That kind of dominates our lives, to be honest, for a couple of weeks. So if uh, you've fallen behind at all, that'll be a good chance to to catch up on the episodes of Real Talk. Or if you're just tired of us, you know, you can take a a couple week break and then maybe you'll be excited (laughs) to join us again for episode seven. (laughs) (laughs) in a few weeks. But today on the show, we're going to be talking about social media. Nowadays, you have a lot of people who spend a lot of time on social media. You have a lot of people who say social media is ruining our world and our culture. Mm. And so we're going to try to navigate that a little bit and figure out, is it ruining us? Is it a good thing or is it somewhere in between? Initial thoughts, let's go with this. Favorite social media network. Go, Isaac. Instagram. Instagram. Instagram? Okay. Uh, Instagram. Yeah. yeah, Instagram. Okay. Yeah. See, I'm kind of new to Instagram. I I was late on the Instagram train. And okay. then I try to post things and I feel like I just can't reach the artsy level of everybody else on Instagram. <laughs> I don't know. I feel really deficient and intimidated in my like Instagram <laughs> skills when it comes to uh, oh, social trust networks. Trust me, so, not
0: everyone on Instagram is artsy. <laughs> okay,
2: That's good to know. I might have a home there after yes. all. So we'll get into that a little bit more uh, coming up a little bit later in the show. But we're going to start with what we're into this week and uh, I'll kick us off with what I'm into this week. What I'm into this week is not having vertigo Oh, because vertigo (laughs) is terrible. Yeah. Have you guys ever had vertigo? Have you ever experienced dizziness like that? Not
0: that extreme. No. No.
2: Uh -uh. Okay. It sounds awful. I remember the first time I ever had it. I went to worlds of fun in Kansas city. Oh no. The theme park. And they have a ride there. What's it called? Uh, the boomerang, I think yes, is what it's the, called. Yeah, is that the, the one?
0: The roller coaster, the boomerang.
2: Right. It's the one where you kind of like go back up the hill yes. and then it drops you down and you do a few loops mm-hmm. and twisties and stuff. And then you do the whole thing backwards. backwards yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was, I think like a senior in high school or something. And I loved that ride and there was no line for it that day. So oh. I probably wrote it like 12 times in <laughs> a row. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and I felt fine. I didn't feel sick, whatever. Oh. And then I went home that night and I lay down. In my bed, and I was on the boomerang again. Like in my bed, just like going through the whole thing and then doing it backwards, and then going like (laughs) I am never riding that stupid ride (laughs) ever ever again. again.
0: Oh, that's the worst. That was my first
2: experience with it. And then this week I laid down to go to bed Tuesday night, felt fine, didn't have any issues that day, anything, laid down and then turned over because I'm I'm a flopper when Mm -hmm. it comes to to (laughs) sleeping. My wife hates that, by the way. She like gets so like stop flopping and go to sleep but I have to switch sides like every five minutes like oh, me too that's how I get comfortable and so I switched sides and laid on my let's see it was my left side and as soon as I did that the room just started tumbling no like, I closed my eyes and it's just going over and over and, over. and oh. I was like I instantly like sat up and was like I feel like I'm gonna puke and I don't even feel sick like
0: oh. I don't know if you've ever
2: felt nauseous man. without actually feeling ill S- yeah oh, like man. it's kind of a weird
0: yeah. feeling.
2: Then I was looking up these like things that you can do to help with what's called positional vertigo, which means you only get vertigo when you're in a certain position. And so they were saying what you can do is you can sit up and then lay down. And then usually the vertigo only lasts for maybe 30, 40 seconds. And then it kind of goes away and then you can sit up and lay down and do it again. And if you do it enough times, you can kind of train your brain to realize, hey, you're not actually spinning out of control (laughs) like the TARDIS or something (laughs) blasting through space. You're just laying in bed. And so I tried. To do that, and it kind of worked for like laying on my back. I did it a few times, and it started to feel a little better. Yeah. I'm like, All right, now I'm gonna do the left side. And I like laid down, did it for like 10 seconds, and was like, Nope, and ran oh, to the bathroom. I was like, no. not, not doing that at all. Oh, so, man. luckily, it was only for that one night. The next night felt okay. So, oh, okay. I was really into that <laughs> on Wednesday night, not having to deal with vertigo. No more vertigo. It's like those. <laughs> have you seen the meme about? the guy who's so happy he's like you don't realize what it's like to be able to breathe through both of your nostrils (laughs) until one of your nostrils (laughs) is plugged up it was kind of that experience but with the vertigo thing i was like i am so thankful to be lying in my bed and the room is just stable (laughs) it's not moving you're not on the boomerang it was blissful (laughs) yeah exactly
0: Well, what I am into this week also has to do with sickness. I have been fighting something. I like to call it the viral plague (laughs) uh, um, for the last few days. Man, rough week. (laughs) It's been a rough week. While I've been home, laying on the couch, trying to you know, do normal things like swallow and (laughs) and cause this great amount of pain, (laughs) I needed some distraction. And so my favorite distraction to go to, especially when I'm sick is reruns of Dr. Who. Mm, Now you guys know I'm a little bit obsessed with Dr. Who. Anyway, I am definitely a Whovian. But when I first got into Dr. Who, the very first time I watched it, I was actually homesick and Ah. I ended up watching half of the first season not the first, but the ninth season with Christopher Eccleston right. while I was sick. And so I think that's how I got into it so fast, because I've told everybody you have to get through a certain point in the first yeah. season yep. and the get past it. The first season is a bit rough. I, well, and shaky. I did it all at once while I was homesick. Knocked and it so, right out. And so then I was like obsessed because I was like, this is the best. And I have all these great memories. So I rewatched that season again this week oh, or most of it um, nice. and it was so fun I was like he literally is my doctor like when I'm sick <laughs> I'm like this is what know. I need I need the doctor right now nothing else will help so I think I still have the very last one I need to get through I started watching it yesterday and didn't finish but I'm super into that
2: this that week. can help or, you I feel like cope with sickness when you have can. like this association with something yeah. that you like That's positive like, yeah the sickest I ever got was during the winter olympics and I got to watch the olympics yes. while I was sick yep. and it ended up making yes. it kind of a like, happy memory yeah, for yeah. me. I
0: got sick during the Olympics too one year. Yeah. My mom and I actually both got sick one year during the Olympics. And yeah, we just literally laid on the couch and watched all the people skiing. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Doctor Who works too, though.
0: Doctor yeah. Who, yeah, it's a good it's a good choice.
1: <laughs> well, I haven't been home sick this week, but I've been doing a lot of marathoning with stuff like that. So I've been watching TV shows, but I did start Order of the Phoenix today. <gasps> this cuts a little deep. Yeah. I mentioned on a few podcasts back that I've been listening to the Harry Potter audiobooks. Yes. It's this like British guy that narrates them and he does does a great job, does all the voices. It's amazing. And uh. I started Order of the Phoenix today. I have some thoughts. Uh huh. It's amazing.
0: <laughs> Your life will never be the same. Yeah.
1: Well, up to it, I'm 24 and I was reading these books and they felt very like kitty and like, oh, mm. this is a child's fun adventure.
0: Yeah. And then things just take no. a corner
1: for the murdery and like, <laughs> going into Order of the Phoenix. And I'm like, Oh wow. So now People things start are, dropping like flies. Like, things do. are getting real. So <laughs> that's a great book. Yeah, I love it. It's way cool. So now that's kind of all I'm like sitting here excited to be doing this podcast, but I'm also like,
0: uh, when can I, I go, go home? Go to lunch and listen to more Order <laughs> of the Phoenix. Yes. Like <laughs> oh, I don't blame you. It's definitely yeah.
2: a turning point in the series. It's yeah.
0: huge. Yeah, it's a huge deal from then on. It's like, All right, strap in, here we go. Right. <laughs> <laughs> You're about to get on the boomerang, right, yeah. Isaac. <laughs> I'm ready.
2: It is my turn for a confession session this week where we confess something about what's going on in our lives. And I felt like this was kind of appropriate since on the podcast this week, our big idea is talking about social media. If you've been on social media at all this week, there is one topic of conversation that is dominating everything else. And that is the national anthem controversy. Mm -hmm. This is a, a big, big deal. Everybody's talking about it.
0: OK, see, I've been sick, so I, I literally only saw the headline. And was yeah. like, I don't even care. I can't swallow. So like, <laughs> I'm there. <dying. laughs>
1: Why does this matter? Everything
0: yes. hurts and I'm dying, as Leslie Knope would say. So fill me in.
2: Yeah. OK, so this uh, all started last year with a guy named Colin Kaepernick, who is the quarterback or was the quarterback, I should say, of the San Francisco 49ers. Okay. And he decided that he wanted to protest a lot of the racial injustices going mm-hmm. on in the United States. States. Yeah. And the way that he was going to do that was by taking a knee during mm-hmm. the national anthem. So NFL games, most sporting events in America, lots of patriotism. You know, they have the big flag on the field, sure. the f- jets flying over the whole yeah. nine yards. All the players are standing on the sidelines, you know, with their helmets off, their hands over their hearts for the national anthem. Mm-hmm. Colin Kaepernick decided that he was going to kneel during the national anthem as a form of protest. And of course, that was wildly controversial. There were a couple of other players who eventually joined him in doing this, but it was mostly him Mm -hmm. kind of out on an island on his own. Long story short, he ended up losing his job as quarterback Mm -hmm. of the 49ers. And so he ended up becoming a free agent, looking for another team to play for. And he's still unsigned. He never ended up with right. a team. Uh-huh. Some people would argue that that's because he is not that good of a quarterback and he can't get a job for that reason. Other people would say, no, it's more politically motivated. Right. Mm. Your mileage or your opinion on that may vary. Fast forwarding to this last week, Donald Trump, our president, made some comments about these NFL players and the NFL in general and, mm. and what's been going on. And some not too complimentary comments about mm-hmm. them. And in response, The national anthem protesting got way bigger this last week. So instead of just a few players here and there kneeling during the anthem, pretty much every team in the NFL did something. So some of them knelt for the national anthem. Some of them locked arms for it. Some of them stayed in the locker room and didn't even come out for the anthem at all because they didn't even want to get involved in it. They said some teams knelt before the anthem and then stood during the anthem. So all these teams did all this different stuff and it kind of blew up into this big, huge thing. This is a really important issue. I mean, it's something where there's some people who have really strong opinions on one side saying this is a protest that needs to happen. It's a peaceful way for people to bring some attention to or shine a light on racial injustice in the country. There's other people who say, no, this is absolutely disrespectful Mm -hmm. to the United States, to the flag to our veterans and people are really up in arms about that disrespect that they perceive that's going on. My confession is I just get tired of all of it. (laughs) I mean, I I sit there and I watch this like endless arguing happening on my Facebook feeds and I just don't even want to think about it or discuss it anymore. I just I get so sick and tired of all of the like consternation and the outrage that Mm -hmm. is occurring on social media all the time the problem with my apathy about it though, is that I don't think my apathy is necessarily justified Mm. because I feel like it is an important topic. It's something that we've got to figure out as a country. And yet my, Overriding reaction is I just want to ignore it all. Right. right. That's the hard thing for me is I'm like, there are some people who, you know, if if you're a black person in America, you can't really ignore you racial injustice. Yeah. It's a thing that you deal with every single day. Mm. You don't just sweep that under the rug. Yeah. Or if you do, the only thing that accomplishes, as I saw someone say earlier this week, is you make the rug lumpy. Mm. Like <laughs> that yeah. doesn't actually solve the problem. And yeah. yeah, I'm over here saying, I'd rather just ignore all of that and not deal with it.
0: I feel you. I mean, I just told you a few minutes ago I'd basically ignored it. Because <laughs> You like, had
2: a little bit of excuse since you were literally dying.
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> but still, I mean, I don't know. I don't feel like I have a lot of great insight to bring to this. But whenever I look at a situation like that, I'm like, everybody is coming from such strong. I don't know. There's so much background there in mm. each of their histories that we don't know about. Each person is bringing history to that conversation that the other side knows nothing about and not that that justifies either side. It just makes conversation really super complicated, especially in a place like Facebook. I think it's really important to discuss things, but how do you do that is the huge, that's I think what's exhausting and what leads to this fatigue. And I'm tired of it. You
2: say like, is it worth talking about? Is it worth discussing? Yes but it has to be at some level productive. Sure. Like, it's possible to have completely unproductive, unproductive. conversations yeah. about it, mm-hmm. yeah. which I feel like is a lot of what I see. Right. But then I think the danger comes in of we could feel like we want to throw the baby out with the yeah. bathwater and say, right. well, because so much of this conversation is unproductive, Let's we just shouldn't it have it at all. Yeah. And I don't yeah, think that's, that's necessarily the right response either. No, yeah,
1: I totally get you with like the issue fatigue that we kind of get with everything being that's publicized a good as it, kind yeah. of like a, this is what we need to talk about. And I think we adopt this mindset of this is the important issue this week. Racial injustice is happening and we do need to talk about it, but mm-hmm. we need to do it in a way where it's not the issue of the week. It mm. can't just be like a trendy oh, thing to talk yeah, about. Like, we yes. all we all have opinions on this now, but we're going to figure out a new thing to be mad about next mm. week. We'll talk more about
2: social media later in the show, obviously. But the one thing that's helped me with this issue fatigue, as you call it, Isaac, is sitting down and talking to other people in person. Right. Mm-hmm. Because there's just something about sitting around a table with some food or a drink or whatever Mm -hmm. and saying like, hey, let's hash this out together. We're already friends. We have a pre-existing relationship. Let's listen to one another.
0: Seeing someone's face. That's yeah. yeah.
2: That's one of the best ways I feel like to help with this issue fatigue is to talk to someone that you're going to be able to actually have a productive conversation Mm -hmm. with. Because if all you're getting is the endless Facebook feed of like ranting and anger and consternation you're going to get tired of it. You're going to get burnt out on it. And then you're not going to be willing to discuss issues that are worth discussing.
0: So it's my turn for the weekly review where we review stuff that sometimes should be reviewed. And sometimes we just decide that we're going to review it because we either really do or don't like something. So this week I am reviewing being sick because it sucks.
1: I feel like that's the review right there. That's
0: the end. Do we need to add anything to that? No. I mentioned earlier, I've had this, I don't even know what it was, but I had... Viral plague. The viral plague. Yes, that's what I have. That's right. I forgot. I had a really bad fever. I've had the sorest throat I've had in a long time, where literally like a couple of nights ago, I was up in the middle of the night with a cup of tea. Every swallow was like, I grimaced every That's time I swallowed worst. and I was like, Man. I want to cry right now. So it's been kind of not fun besides the parts where I get to watch Doctor Who and eat smoothies occasionally. So you know, are there some silver linings to There's a little bit. Like, and, and here's the biggest silver lining this week. My mom was coming for a visit anyway uh-huh. and I happened to get sick and she came a day early to help nice. take care of me. Uh-huh. So here we go. I'm giving being sick this week. Two stars out of five because... When your mom comes to take care of you when you're yep. sick, that changes the game. I'm just saying. So, but normally, and otherwise, being sick is no.
2: <laughs> there is something, yeah, comforting about having someone there, there to is. take care of you, and that's
0: yeah. very nice. When you're like, I probably could get up off the couch and get myself some more water, but mm-hmm. I need some water, and you know, the whole like,
2: I'm out of cough drops. Sometimes you, you just want to be a whiny. I know. Little, it's you know, true. Like, <laughs> I just want
0: to be a kid again, and like, yes. usually I have to adult, and this week. I'm I was like... Oh, thanks for coming yeah, and take But care still of me. not
2: still not worth not being able to swallow in the Yeah, grand that's of no, things. that
0: is the worst. Although this is really fun. She brought all of her essential oils and vitamins. Oh man. So every day, you know how you say your wife is like, here, take this. And normally I'm like cool with I take all the medicine mm-hmm. every day, like multiple times a day. She's putting pills in my hand, and they're like, <laughs> This sounds horrible. But they're vitamins, so they're good stuff. But she's like, Here, take one of these and take one of these and drink this. And I'm like, What is this? And then she's like, Here, let me rub this on your hands and i am <laughs> so if i smell like a health food store that is why but it's,
1: it's such a mom thing that yeah. is the most it's universal really, mom they all yeah. get pharmacy it? degrees at one point i,
0: know, <laughs> I don't
1: know when that happens
0: but it's so great because that's their job and they're like i'm gonna fix this and <laughs> my baby's sick and i'm gonna do whatever it takes to yeah. make it better you're so like,
2: fine you know what?
0: Okay. i'm
1: just gonna lay here yeah, like immobile <laughs> on this couch and let you do your do thing do whatever you want like, <laughs> I'm even if the doctor gave me the amount of pills my mom right? has given me at one be point, like, no this is bad no <laughs> From your mom, you just kind of accept You're it. Like, like, uh-huh. Yes, yes, okay. mom.
0: <laughs> yes, it's gonna work.
1: And now it's time for the real life boss level. You know those times when you had this boss in a video game where you just couldn't really get around him? You had to just expend everything you had, and you still sometimes don't really come out on top. This is the real life boss level for me this week. It's putting my phone down and being mindful of a moment happening in front of me. Mm. I am. <laughs>
0: exactly.
1: I feel like you might, you might resonate with that a little, a little bit. bit. <laughs> I am the worst about having my phone out. My wife says that I have to have it like on a spring holster or something because like, draw the, the second, <laughs> the second there's a low, I don't allow myself to be bored anymore. Uh. Like, I have oh, yeah. all of this access to information and social media and games. I put Street Fighter on my phone. That was the worst decision <laughs> of my life. Oh, that's awesome. Because now I can just sit there and play games. I was going to see a movie with my wife the other night. We had like a spontaneous date night. Mm. And normally I'm really good about dates where I can like be mindful and I can go, OK, I'm going to put this up. I'm just yeah. going to go out with my wife. I'm not even going to take my phone with me, which that's good a huge you. deal for me. The other night we were seeing a movie and during like the trailers, which I'm normally about, I caught myself just recently the news. And I'm like, you're here with your wife. This person is spending their life with you. Put this down. As I'm thinking that I look over and Brie is just grimacing, looking at me and I'm like, I should probably put this away. (laughs) I don't know what it's been lately. I don't know if I've just been really focused on work while I'm at work more. And then like Mm -hmm. when I'm in my free time, I kind of pick it up from there and go to all the hobbies and stuff. But I've just struggled to keep my
2: phone yeah. down lately. The thing that gets me is that there are times when I can't put my phone down, and there's not even anything on my phone to do. Right? Yeah. Have you ever been in that situation? We well, yeah. just
0: keep picking it. It back was a up. couple nights ago. Yeah.
2: I had seen everything on my Facebook feed. Yeah. I looked at like the last three hours of Twitter. I had exhausted all of the news (laughs) I had already looked at all of it and yet I was picking my phone up and scrolling and going like there's nothing new on here I've already seen this all already and I still couldn't put it down it's ridiculous
0: yes well there's something neurological I think happened in there based on all the scientific studies about what happens when you I don't exactly know the right words for it but something to do with serotonin and every time you pick it up and you get a notification your brain tells you yay this is good you did something right and so so you're looking for that constantly. I ended so. up being
2: like super aggravated right? because I was trying to look through the phone and there and was nothing even anything. to look at. And my family, we do this thing that I think has been really, really good. Have you ever had this experience when you get together with extended family, maybe around like a holiday or something, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. everybody is yes. sitting in the living room all looking yeah. at their phones? Yes. Yep. So we decided a couple of years ago to start doing this thing where there's a basket. There is the phone basket. Oh man. And when you come in to the living room, you have to put your phone in the phone yeah. basket that's really cool Whoa. and and then everybody sits on the couch without their phones in their hands Literally, that has been the only way for me to solve this problem is physical separation from my device. Exactly. Like my wife and I, we don't allow phones in our bedroom anymore. We have to hook them up on a on a charger in the kitchen and leave them there because otherwise, we'll both lay in bed on our phones. Yeah. But nothing else works. Yeah. I have
1: to physically separate myself, or
2: I I don't stand a
1: chance. Yeah. And I think that something socially happened where we all decided that it's okay to just be on your phone with people because all of my reunions are like that too. Like we're all just sitting on the couch together. Yeah. But our phones i feel like yeah. an old man saying that but i'm not cool with that anymore yeah. Yeah.
2: and it's not just the kids who are on no, the phones. It's, no, everybody. it's everybody everybody from like yeah. grandma and grandpa all the way down it to is, the, you yeah. know, the teenagers yeah you're right
1: So our big idea this week hits really close to home for me. We're talking about social media, all the pros and cons of it. And this is really important for me because I actually run social media for my job for a living. So I sit on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram all day. I read about strategies. I look up all of these things. But with that, I also get all of these different articles with you can Google it yourself right now. How is social media bad for you? There's (laughs) for every single good thing that social media can do. I feel like there's some sort of study where it's like, oh, did you know that you're 20 percent more likely to be depressed when you're on Facebook today? (laughs) And I'm sitting there going, well, I've spent two and a half hours on Facebook today all day. That's That's not great. But yeah. So there are several things that are saying that social media is bad for us. So I think starting it from there and then maybe ending on a good note. <laughs> <laughs> we, can, we can try to wrap up and find something positive about yeah. social media in but, uh, there.
2: It does kind of feel like how is social media ruining all of our lives is kind of the low hanging fruit in yeah. this topic of conversation True, yeah. because everybody seems to have come to that conclusion. I feel like at one point it was mostly just older generations who are criticizing yeah. younger generations who are obsessed with social media and saying, you guys need to be careful with that social media. You know, it's going it's yeah. to ruin your lives it's or whatever wow. and all the young kids kids were kind of like nah it's fine everything's (laughs) cool with this this is great and then over the years I think we're almost starting to embrace that cynicism of it as well and be like yeah yeah no actually on second thought you might have been right it might be ruining (laughs) our lives (laughs) This is really bad. (laughs) things are not going well the first thing that comes to mind for me and this might be kind of a stating the obvious but it's actually like just physically Mm. it messes with me at times yeah there are times where I just I get headaches and stuff and I think a lot of it is I'm looking at a screen all day long Yeah. yeah whether it's social media or something else or your job i'm I'm looking at a computer screen at work Mm. and then i go home and i pull out my phone and i'm looking at a tinier computer screen yep just all day long and it it starts to get to you after a while you read those things about how it's harder to go to sleep when you've been looking at a screen before bed and stuff Um, it's something that even as i start to get the headache though i'm still pulling my phone out and looking at the screen Mm. i like can't pull away even though it's like hurting me physically yeah yeah
0: it's like the ring. It's Frodo. <laughs> <laughs>
1: exactly. You just can't put it down. You can't. can't. toss it into a fiery my volcano.
0: precious.
1: <laughs> well, I know for me that sometimes it kind of takes this reverse effect where I mentioned I'm on social media for my job most of the day. With that, I have on my phone several social profiles that I manage. Mm-hmm. So when I'm going in to actually work and then check something, I get personal notifications in the same thing. Oh, so I'm trying so to... hard. Yeah. It oh. kind of leads to this, oh, I'm going to check all of our socials today and then before I know it I'm looking at my friend's Instagram profile Sure. and I'm like okay 10 minutes went by what the heck have I been doing like <laughs> this I, is bad.
0: Yeah like you have to have an amazing amount of self-control not to do that because you're in the application already yeah, so you're going to see it. Yeah. Ooh, most
2: people their way of dealing with social media usage is to
1: separate themselves from the right. app or whatever and say I'm not going to look at it during this time of day right, Exactly. And you don't have that you luxury. Can't. Yeah. I'm well versed in the rabbit trails of oh my friend liked our photo from the radio station oh, I'm going to see what they're doing and then that's that's a whole 10 minute little adventure that is just gone and will never come back (laughs) you must have notifications going oh. off almost all the time. I have them set to where like, they don't go to my watches or anything anymore because I have at least like 120 notifications on Facebook every time I oh. check in it's a nightmare. between all of you. How many pages wow. do you manage? I'm currently managing six right now yeah. and then Whoa. I'm managing okay. like three or four Instagrams. So
0: it's a fun time. That's a, that's, <laughs> a, that's, a, that's a whole new level of overwhelm right there. I can't imagine. My brain feels like it's going to explode just thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, I mean,
2: even <laughs> without being a social media director, yeah. that sense of feeling overwhelmed at times comes in for me. It does. I think that's definitely one of the things we could identify as a mm. potential negative of social media. Is yeah. It does impact your productivity. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like if you've ever had that feeling when you're really tired and you're driving mm-hmm. and you all of a sudden go, wait, I don't remember the last two miles. Yep. Yes. It's kind of that feeling. But with social media, like what you were just describing where you go, wait, 30 minutes just went by. Yeah. What did I even do? Yeah, exactly. And it leaves you with this bad taste in your mouth sometimes because you feel like I I didn't even get anything out of that experience. You know, like there are times when I read something that's funny or enlightening or I find an interesting article or whatever, and you kind of get a little bit of a feeling of not accomplishment because you didn't accomplish (laughs) something, but you at least leave it with kind of a positive feeling of, okay, I learned something or whatever. But then there's also those times for me where I'm like, that was
1: literally just a complete waste of time.
0: It feels like it almost feels like you've been hijacked sometimes. Like, who did that? I don't remember choosing to do that, but I totally just did that.
1: That 30 minutes that I mentioned, like the little rabbit trail of going down to check on your friends. It's kind of what I'm dealing with on my boss level this week, yeah. that's a 30 minute trip that I took while my wife is sitting next to me on the <sighs> couch that I could have been. Right. It's rough. It's rough. Yeah. yeah and you yeah. feel guilty about that. And you tell yourself this lie of, oh, well, I'm just staying informed with what my friends are doing. But
0: you're like, wait, what about this person? Yeah. Right here? I don't <laughs> this person know. that's
1: with me right now.
0: And then there's always the classic fear of missing out which I think everybody knows about. You know, you get on Instagram or on Facebook, you see your friends all hanging out doing something. For me, there's a stage of life, fear of missing out, that happens a lot on social media. I'm single, and so if I get on Facebook on the wrong day, there's going to be, like, five engagements and, like, three Uh, baby announcements, and I'm going to be like, well...
1: Yeah. Okay, then. Um, if it makes it feel any better, no one likes engagement season.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's probably true.
1: That's a big one for sure. That that's was hard. what finally drove
2: my wife to delete Facebook from her phone.
0: Yeah. Uh, she
2: still checks it occasionally when she's at a computer or something, but she was like, I can't look at this on my phone anymore. Mm-hmm. The thing for her was like, here's a few of my girlfriends. They yeah. took a picture out at like a coffee shop or yes. something, and I wasn't invited.
0: Yes, yeah. that's and
2: maybe it's because hard. she specifically said I can't come tonight. Or eat. it mm-hmm. doesn't even really matter what right. the reason is, yeah, it or whether it matter. was intentional or not intentional. You still
0: feel she comes away with yeah. this
2: really sour taste in her mouth of I'm not there doing these things my friends are doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe they don't like me. Maybe yes. they, I mean, like, it significantly can impact your self esteem and your mm-hmm. self worth when and you look at that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, honestly, it's kind of frustrating for me personally when I feel that way because mm-hmm. I feel like. I ought to not feel that way. Yes. And I ought to feel happy for them. Probably like you with the engagement posts. Or exactly. The, you're like, yes. I ought to feel happy for them. And it and piles am, on guilt on top yes. of that too of, Why am I feeling this way? And and so it
1: just compounds on. And again, you're processing all of this in that 10 minute window of I just saw this picture and now I get to sit with all of these gross feelings. All of these feelings. (laughs) feelings.
0: (laughs) It's your friend's happiness. (laughs) This is what it does sometimes. That's what what caused it. Yes. It's really tricky. What about
2: positives? I mean, obviously, we've come up with very quickly a laundry list of here's the things that are harmful about social media. Are there any redeeming aspects to social? Media?
0: Cat GIFs. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Okay, that, that didn't, you were right on that. I will proudly That's second right. the cat gif comment. Cat gifs and yeah. dank memes. Exactly, <laughs>
0: exactly.
2: yeah. All no. the funny stuff that Leslie, we can laugh at. Leslie yeah.
0: nope gifs too, yeah. 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 Can't leave those out. I yeah. mean, there is a
1: certain amount of fun that there we can really have on social media, right? Yeah, I, mean, I think yeah. that you can absolutely like brighten someone's day by you sending can. them stuff. I always love getting tagged in memes, regardless of what time of day it is. Like, <laughs> uh, I have like these certain friends that says they've tagged me in something. I flip up the phone and immediately check them because you this know, is about to be make fun. Me I yes. found a Facebook page the other day that's called <laughs> Memes for Jesus. Oh memes for my god. <laughs> he was and like, like my wife and Christmas. I. So
2: you're talking about sometimes we look at our phones and somebody is sitting next to you and you're ignoring them. My wife and I actually had a relational experience. Like a date night on the couch <laughs> the other night where we spent an hour just Seeing scrolling memes through for Jesus. Memes for Jesus. <laughs> And cracking up and losing our minds over it—that can happen. Really, really funny. I think
0: social media can be used to enhance and lead to in-person social experiences like that. Even in the office, we do that. We send each other goofy gifs all the time. Like I was homesick this week, and I was missing all of my office buddies. Yet Isaac is still posting hilarious gifs and things (laughs) on you know our group (laughs) chat, and I get to post and contribute to that and be like, oh yay, my friends, we're all still here together. So that's a good thing
1: and I think also you can check up with your friends and just stay informed with how they're doing not necessarily even just with the day-to-day but like I have a friend in the Bahamas and if you've been watching the news at all you've watched hurricanes roll mm. through the Bahamas and roll over the Bahamas and yes I actually stayed up a little later than I normally do just reading his Facebook timeline and just watching wow. him update As stuff happens, he's like posting pictures and saying, hey, our roof is rattling, but we're okay right now. And the peace of mind that Facebook offered me in those two hours that I was up with him just watching his updates, that was priceless. And I don't know that you could really get... That direct live update without social media. Mm -hmm. I thought that was awesome. Its original purpose was to keep people in touch, connect people. Yes. Right. And
2: sometimes it doesn't always play out that way, but sometimes it does. I mean, there are times where it is great to get status updates from friends and see what they're up to or hear from family that lives in another state and see what's happening in their lives today. Right. That's the stuff that I think most of us enjoy. The trick is kind of figuring out for us personally and for these social media companies to figure out how do we keep those things at the forefront of what's going on mm-hmm. right, and prevent those things from being taken over by all the negative stuff.
1: I love it because I have had the benefit of being friends with a bunch of people who are very talented artists mm-hmm. and I get to sort of keep up with everything that they're doing in terms of their work. And mm-hmm. I just love opening up my Instagram sometimes and seeing three or four really cool photographs that yes. a few of my friends have taken. I'm like, oh, this is really tight. Yes. Yeah.
0: yeah. My brother is an amazing photographer and he lives in Nebraska and I get really excited when I see he's posted new photos on Instagram or Facebook or whatever. And he posts a lot of photos of cats too. So that also makes it like a <laughs> double, like wow. double the good right there
1: <laughs> for anyone who wants to be followed by Kara yeah. <laughs> pretty pictures of cats yeah, that's all tanks
0: or flowers or other pretty things. But I like that you brought that up. I think there is something about social media that can be the space where we cultivate beauty intentionally and yes it can also be a place to share the real struggles but I think it can be a place to notice beauty I know for me if I'm just going through my ordinary day sometimes I forget to stop and look around and yet it's almost fall here and I get really excited because it's going to get pretty soon the trees are going to be beautiful and I can notice that leaf on my windshield in the morning and take a picture and post it on Instagram if for nobody else just to remind me that there's beautiful things happening right here.
2: So what about particular social media platforms? Because we've been talking about social media very generically so far, maybe with a few examples from Instagram or Facebook or whatever. But a lot of these platforms are pretty different and have kind of developed their own personalities. Yeah. And some people seem to think there are certain ones that are more productive for society than others. And so let's start with like the giant of the social media
1: industry, which is Facebook. How do you feel about Facebook? Thumbs up, (sighs) thumbs down. I'm thumbs downing Facebook. Yeah. Mostly because I have watched everyone I know take fights and, you know, get in the comment section and argue on Facebook lately.
0: It's been ugly. I
1: know that it's not Facebook's fault. No. (laughs) I just have a bad taste in my mouth about Facebook right now.
2: I kind of wonder if the news feed ended up being kind of the turning point for Facebook in a bit of a negative way. Yes. I don't know if you even remember because it's been around for a long, long time now. Mm -hmm. But if you remember Facebook pre-news feed, Mm -hmm. the way you communicated with people was going to their page and writing yep. on their wall. Yes. And then they would go to your page and write on your wall. Yep. And it was very much this you go visit
0: yeah digitally
2: right like somebody else and you talk to them or share a thought with them and then they respond to it and share back yeah but now that this newsfeed thing is here I don't go say I'm going to go tell something to Kara Mm -hmm. I'm going to broadcast my opinion to just the general public right Right. and so uh, to me it kind of took out some of this personal conversation Mm -hmm. and it makes it more just like hey listen up world I've got something to say exactly and that's when you kind of tend to get some of those posts that are a little less personal and friendly in tone
0: I feel the same way when I make an effort not to spend a lot of time on the newsfeed, And if I catch myself doing it, you know, I'll stop and say to myself, why are you doing this? You know, you're going to feel awful <laughs> in a few minutes. But at the same time, occasionally there will be a cute video of my nieces and nephews who live in Nebraska and right. I'll be like, well, okay. Yeah. And yeah. I'm, and so then I'm there, but man, it's a tough one for me. I agree with Isaac. The amount of anger <laughs>
2: There's a lot of a angst. Nice, nice on word, Facebook. yes.
0: The amount of angst is just a little too much for me sometimes.
1: Yeah. All right, so how about Twitter? We up or down on Twitter? I love Twitter during big live events. So, like during the Olympics, Twitter had me rolling. During <laughs> even the election, Twitter yes. had me rolling. Inevitably, when something big happens in the news, there's 20 people that will just absolutely have me in tears, laughing. Just, yeah. It's kind of a nice little vacation time for me. I the, love the thing go. that I like about Twitter is you can kind of
2: curate your content that you're yep. receiving a lot more effectively than you can on Facebook. I feel yeah, like. that's true. So totally. on Facebook, you just kind of add all of these different friends and then you're kind of at the mercy of whatever it is they decide to say that day. Yeah. Whereas on Twitter, you could say, all right, right now I'm literally going to just look at the feed for this hashtag mm-hmm. for like this event. Like I'm going to look right. at hashtag Olympics and all I'm going to see is people talking about the Olympics. Yeah. And so you can get reactions or how people are feeling about a certain topic without necessarily having to open yourself up to the full torrent of everything everyone <laughs> might possibly be saying on some other topic that doesn't interest you.
0: I have to confess, I don't use Twitter at all. I kind of feel like I'm not very cool for not using it. (laughs) I'm having FOMO right now. I can totally see the appeal of it. I've tried it at different times and I've used it for seasons, but it's not something that ever sticks for me.
2: That's me with Instagram. Yeah. I've kind of posted on Instagram here, there. I occasionally pull it up and look at it. You guys both said at the start of the show, that's one of your favorite social media networks. I
0: think it's the one I enjoy the most. I don't post on any social media super often, to be honest, but it's the one that I gravitate towards. If I'm like, I'm going to post something on social media, that's where I'll go. And yeah. then I'll tell it to go other places from there.
1: Yeah. Um, I think Instagram yeah. lends itself to be more like a storytelling platform Yes, versus that's like, why I like it. Facebook, Twitter. Cause like you have your main piece of content mm-hmm. and then the bio can be kind of whatever you want it to be. Yes. So I follow a lot of photographers and I think you've done this too, Kara. Like mm-hmm. you have a really cool photograph and then a story that's sort Mm -hmm. of tied to that photograph in some way. And I just love that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, me too. It just lends itself to that curation of beauty, I think, is what it feels like to me, which not everybody's Instagram is like that. But yeah, it just feels like a good platform for that.
2: There are some kind of negative stereotypes associated with Instagram, Mm -hmm. especially when it comes to, I think, like the negative side of beauty. Yes. Superficial. Superficial beauty. Yeah. That's what I'm going for. There's like the Instagram model Mm -hmm. is like a stereotype thing of like the woman who posts these pictures of herself and right. makes tons of money yeah. gathering all of these followers uh. and having advertisers and stuff. But it sounds like you guys have been able to pretty effectively kind of wall yourselves off. <sighs> from that kind of thing
0: it's like you were talking about with Twitter and Instagram you can also choose who to follow and so that can get filtered out pretty easily but you definitely
1: do like get an expectation for yourself you see all these really cool people like there's a guy that I follow who restores motorcycles right Mm. and he dresses in this cool kind of 1940s 50s aesthetic (laughs) and it's cool but I actually saw him in public one time and I was like okay this is weird This is just a that only strange, looks like, cool on Instagram. I've been yeah. holding you, I've been holding myself to your standard of cool. And now that I see you in the wild, this is, this is just weird. You Instagram just look weird. isn't necessarily real life. Yeah.
0: Not always. Yeah. That's interesting. Are there any other social
2: media platforms? Those are kind of the big ones, but any minor ones where you're like, Hey, no, I, I carve out a space for this one. I think there's some redeeming qualities for this one. Like say Pinterest.
0: Oh, I do love Pinterest. Yeah. Yeah. I love Pinterest, but I think Pinterest is probably, I was just reading in a book somewhere the other day about how Pinterest is like the mother-in-law whispering in your ear it's never enough like oh, and i'm like ouch that's, that's so dark kind of i know it is dark <laughs> sorry for anyone who has an awesome mother I, i'm not married so there's no one to You're adapt not insulting to. your mother-in-law no. um <laughs> but like i love pinterest because you can again curate all these things that are your interest i can look oh look at the cute cats but then also it's like the magazines at the checkout counter you know when you're looking at those and you're like those aren't real people Mm. but they're so pretty (laughs) maybe i could wear that and look like that no you could never wear that so it can be a really quick downhill slide from that's really pretty to why doesn't my life look like that
1: Mm. i use pinterest for all my new tattoo ideas (laughs) Yes, (laughs) really do you have a tattoo pinterest board i do okay that's
0: awesome does
2: voxer count what is voxer
0: oh okay Maybe it's more of an app than social media. I don't know if that counts. It's like a walkie-talkie app. What? My friends and I use this all the time. It's one of my most used apps. It's kind of like the phone for introverts because it's not live talk, but you can basically leave a voicemail, kind of. They can listen to the whole thing and then you just push and hold this button like a walkie-talkie and it makes a walkie-talkie noise. It's interesting. I know. You didn't know about this? I've never even heard of it. It's kind of a thing with, I feel like it's maybe a girl thing. I don't know. But literally I have friends and I that will do this weekly and we'll leave each other five minute messages and then whenever you have time to listen, you listen and respond back. So you can have like more thought out longer conversations but drawn out over the course of a day or a couple of days that's super cool i really like it
1: so i know that kara just got a snapchat because (laughs) (laughs) in the same day i got ads from kara and anson
0: Uh, and i knew it was around
1: the time that you guys were both in the studio together so i'm like (laughs) Those little jokers are on Snapchat. Yeah, we were like,
0: ooh, what's this?
1: (laughs) All the cool kids are doing it. Yeah.
0: I've
2: had a Snapchat account for a while, but I almost never use it. Okay. The the funny thing is, only one person really snaps me with any consistency, and that is my mom. (laughs) (laughs)
0: That's amazing. (laughs) She sends
2: me snaps of her dinner and stuff. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't even know how to use this, mom. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) just quit confusing me with your fancy schmancy (laughs) social media apps.
0: I feel like that's what Snapchat is. I do not enjoy Snapchat. Snapchat. I have to say, first of all, The interface was very confusing for me. I felt Uh, like I was seventy years old trying to learn a computer. (laughs) I gotcha. I don't really get it. Why is it any better than any other? I can send my face to someone on any other platform, (laughs) like or like chats or messages. I just kept wanting to go back to my text messages because I could send gifs, and I'm like, I'd rather send a gif than my face with this because that's more fun. than I don't want more pictures of my face or whatever (laughs) is going. I don't know what to take a picture of. Here's my dinner. Here's my cup. I think that for me,
1: it's like always a. I feel the pressure to only Snapchat when I'm doing something cool. Yeah. So when I haven't done something cool in a while, I'll notice that my Snapchat has been dead. And I'm like, (laughs) "Ah, I need to go on a walk or something. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Give the people some content. Give which the
0: people what they want. But yeah. I also
1: love it to kind of like, like the other night, my friends were all at this concert and they were like snapping from different angles. And it was really mm. cool to see that. But yeah, I don't know. I guess now that
2: Instagram has totally like copied Snapchat, right. Snapchat's yeah. like story feature, maybe that yeah. reduces some of the appeal for Snapchat if you're already which, big into Instagram. Because you're like, well, I can do the story right. thing on Instagram. Right. Yep. I but don't this, need Snapchat. Like,
0: I don't do the story thing on Instagram either. Really? Like, I don't get it. I don't get the story thing either. I'm like, I'm just going to post a picture. And, I always yeah. look at
2: Isaac's stories. He always has a lot of them. But yeah. I don't ever, I just don't. I don't ever make any of my, I just don't ever feel like I have anything that's right. interesting enough to justify
1: making like, one.
0: Like, I th- I feel like if I have something interesting, I'm going to post it. Why would you See, story instead of post it I don't understand the difference Anderson
1: just reminded me I did an Instagram live one time where I went to go get pizza from Domino's uh-huh. and it was just me hanging out with people as I did the whole like journey to go get pizza it was really cool actually like, <laughs> through that I made plans to go get coffee with some people like oh, it was just funny me chilling at Domino's <laughs> like I don't See, know. Uh,
2: the, the lesson here is there's a reason why Isaac is, is the a social, social media, media director
0: <laughs> <laughs> and we're yes, not that's a good point <laughs>
2: repeat this week is Make a Little Trouble by Stu Girard and Propaganda so this song came out several months ago it's not a brand new song or anything but it's still I think very pertinent to what's going on in the world today and uh, it was one of those songs where I heard it and I listened to the lyrics and I was kind of like oh (laughs) That's it's not Mm. one of those songs that is necessarily just a dance it out kind of song. Yeah, because there's so much going on in the lyrics of the song. Mm. Stu Girard basically put this uh, project together called the Beatitudes. And uh, the whole project is really good. I'd recommend the entire album. But this song in particular, he collaborates with Propaganda, who's always been pretty direct and pretty heavy. And basically the thesis of the song is Sometimes making a little trouble or being a little uncomfortable is actually worth it mm. and something that we need to do. One of the things that Propaganda says in the songs, he says, yeah, this music's not safe, but it rescues you from danger, though. It replaces complacency. And mm. that's kind of the, I think, driving point behind the song is it's so easy to get complacent. Kind of what I was talking about earlier in my confession session about yeah. apathy, about social issues yeah. or those kinds of things. What Propaganda and Sue Gerard. here. Saying is, no apathy really isn't the way to go. It might be more comfortable Hmm. to sit in silence or to not engage with difficult issues, but ultimately that's not what's going to serve us best. We we really need to get out there and engage Hmm. in some of these things, even if it means making things a little bit uncomfortable or or making people uh, react to us in certain ways. He says, if you start speaking up, I bet you'll see the legions of pitchforks. (laughs) And he Mm. talks about how you're probably going to make some people upset if you engage on these things, Mm. but that doesn't mean it's not the right thing to do.
1: So my on repeat this week is Hold You Down by Diraj and GNRA.
2: Hold you down, down, down.
1: Every week I generally have one of these songs that I find myself just kind of really vibing to while I'm doing my morning routine, and this one just sort of stuck out to me. It's dedicated to his wife, and basically the mm-hmm. mindset is that we all need someone there for us during the ups and downs in life, and Diraj basically celebrates his marriage to his wife with Hold You Down. He has verses like, no days off, taking no days, all of my love will never go away. If you know what you want, you know where my heart is, I'm going to drop a pin on the location." you know i'm right there baby i love that it's so Mm -hmm. cool i can't give the cool inflection that he does (laughs) i'm a a dork (laughs) but here's the fun part i'm a total dork and i just vibe and dance around in my kitchen to this my wife gets a lot of enjoyment out of it that's awesome that's why i love this song that's a good one
0: my on repeat this week is from lev it's called there for you Is not a really new song, but as we've discussed earlier, sometimes when you're sick, you go back to the old favorites and the comfort things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Audrey Assad actually is one of the members of this duo. So, it's Audrey Assad and Seth Jones. And Audrey Assad, she's been one of my favorite artists for a long time. She's just, she writes a lot of more traditional, I would say, Christian music. But then with this partnership, she has kind of gone in a new direction. And I remember when I discovered it, I uh, heard somebody say, Audrey Assad, she's in this new duo and this kind of pop music. I was super excited about it. And this is one of my favorite songs from that project. Honestly, I don't feel like I have a whole lot of deep things to say about it. It's just a very beautiful song. I love hearing her voice combined with just some different instruments in a totally different way.
2: Her voice definitely has this very ethereal kind of tone yes. to it. And then the Lev kind of sound layers that they put behind it, like match up with her voice really, really well. It's very peaceful. I feel like listening to their music.
0: Yeah, it really is. So maybe that's why I'm gravitating (laughs) towards it this (laughs) way.
2: Okay, well that is our show for this week on social media, and our conclusion was... We don't
1: know, I think. Is that that the conclusion we came to? maybe. I feel like, yeah, I feel like there's plenty of pros and cons. I think that if you use social media for the right reasons, you know, staying in Mm -hmm. touch, making people laugh, being informed, that's good. But it's going to be a bit of a work in progress. Yeah, (laughs)
2: Something we've all got to work out a little bit.
0: Moderation. Mm,
2: That's a big one, too. Yes. Speaking of moderation, we're going to take a couple of weeks off from doing the podcast. Good transition. Yeah. Yeah, Thank you. (laughs) I try. Let's end this (laughs) show. How about that?
0: Let's do that. Thanks for listening to the Real Talk podcast from Real FM. Wake up with Isaac from 7 to 10 a.m. and catch Real Talk with Anson and Kara from 4 to 7 p.m. Live every weekday on Real FM radio. The views and opinions expressed in
1: this podcast do not necessarily represent or reflect the views of John Brown University,
2: KLRC Radio, or Real FM.